and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I'm your host, Trey Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're so rude. I'm so sorry. I am also doing well. I am noticing that there is something weird going on at this table, which I don't like, but that's, I wish I didn't discover that right now. <laughs> it, it happens. When my legs are up and stuff. That sounds bad. <laughs> it's just like putting... this is a very big. T- I don't think you're putting that much weight on it for it for for me to be able to do it's... what I'm doing right now is not great. And this has always happened over here. I don't know, listener. I know you're very excited. Listen, you gotta be in here. If only you were in <laughs> studio to see the way that the table moves. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, it moves too much. And it's just too big to be doing this. <laughs> and I'm like... You could put some brackets in there if that makes you feel better. We might need to put some brackets in there. Here's the thing. Let's just wait until I leave the room and forget about it. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'll just have this same situation Panic. next time I come in. <laughs> so, so we'll think... Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We come in here once a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how are you? How are things going? Um... Are you excited? We're so close to the end of this year. So close. Uh, what, like two more weeks, basically? Three? It's very nice. Something like that. I mean, yeah, we are we just got the week of the 11th, and then the week of the 18th. Oh, so like four more weeks? And then the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go through the number of weeks left in this year. Like oh, no, just th- three more weeks. This This week... The week of the 18th and the week of the 25th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Um, I'm looking at our calendar. I see multiple days of D&D in here, and I don't think we're doing either of them. Um, <laughs> there's <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> there's yeah. one scheduled for the 18th, which I'm pretty sure we uh, aren't doing. And the 18th? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That changed. I thought I edited it to Friday. but it looks I think like- you just made one for Friday but didn't. Didn't edit the one that was already in there. I deleted it. All right. And, well, at least I deleted it from my You know account. what? Yeah. It was you. Don't fu- what? Yeah. Like, I put the 18th in there, and then when we switched to the 16th, I told you to update it, and you updated it or created the new one, and then I changed the time wow. on it. So, okay. Ooh, you not me. Cool. So, I was immediately... Uh, was you not me? Shane. Old school Shane callback. <laughs> <laughs> you got a weak boy. Um, so we're <laughs> sorry. I I know that no one wants to hear about both issues with our table and watch m- or listen to me slowly go through our calendar, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is just it's just peak alcoholics. It's mm-hmm. like peak. Peak. Um, how are you doing? I'm. How are you feeling about the end of the year? I'm feeling great about the end of the year and that I want this year to end. <laughs> um, I want, <laughs> I I feel like I need to play more Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. in the in the coming year. Hopefully we will. I want more Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I think that I'm not playing enough. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm definitely not running it enough. Uh, that group, <laughs> we haven't done it for a bit. Um, 
the last time we talked to them was like everybody we need to get a shared calendar and then we did and then like very few people actually put their dates in there yeah just us and one other person yeah. <laughs> and by us you yes because i didn't yeah um but yeah that's what's really going on for me mm-hmm. most of my problems are calendar based <laughs> um but other than that nothing are you excited for um the the holidays you excited for the holidays you get a half day at work mm-hmm. yeah that's very on, nice like christmas eve and on new year's eve yeah so we have three and a half day weekends woo, woo. yes three and a half day weekends i was very confused as to how that was worded <laughs> <laughs> and i was in my head going is it <laughs> yeah uh, very excited for those absolutely um and yeah excited to get done with this year and get to another yeah, one yeah yeah i'm ready for the year to be over yeah and the winter to be over too yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh so ready for the winter to be over um what do you say we get into our show i do say yeah <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> I, I truly can't uh, this <laughs> this feels like a jarring like <laughs> <laughs> jarring, jarring entrance into the show. If this is anyone's first show, they're like, "We're done. We can't do this. Uh, there's just no way." Um, so let's start off with the good news. Um, uh, Senator uh, Reverend Warnock won in Georgia, solidifying a 51-49 split for the Senate um, uh, in the Democrats' favor. Um, he defeated Herschel Walker, someone who absolutely should have been nowhere near <laughs> the, the uh, Senate seat. How much did he win by? He won truly by like, I don't know if they're done counting, but I can't imagine it was by more than three percentage points. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, 51.4 to 48.6 right now. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty good for Georgia, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good victory. Yeah. Um, I hate that it has to be that close. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, it just it just kind of, like, goes to show what our, like, what's going on in our political, uh, in our political landscape now, which is you can be Herschel Walker and be in co- a completely <laughs> unserious cartoon character mm-hmm. and still get, like, within, like, two points of becoming a U.S. senator for six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, ask Tommy Tuberville, the yeah. senator from Alabama, who might be... Uh, one of the dumbest people on the fucking planet. Um, but he got there because he's got an R next to his name. Like, uh, instead of and football and football and football, um, defeated Doug Jones, uh, mm. our, <laughs> our, the sacrificial lamb, Doug Jones. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, but so Democrats have 51, uh, 49, except for, uh, the news that, um, Arizona Senator, um, and constant pain in our ass. Uh, Kirsten Cinema has uh, announced uh, on the heels of the Warnock victory. Uh, I guess in order to make sure she gets uh, the news cycle, uh, mm-hmm. rather than rather than someone who just won that election, um, she announced that she is leaving the Democratic Party um, and will be an independent uh, in the Senate. Um, so let's just kind of start with, what do you think of the announcement and what do you think of the announcement 
uh, timing. Um, just essentially not even not giving Warnock a moment to celebrate mm-hmm. before immediately just popping in with, uh, you know, just be like, hey, by the way, you should pay attention to me. What do, yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I have a feeling that <laughs> she made a deal with like Chuck Schumer to not announce it until after the election. And yeah. then just immediately, like yeah. immediately after announced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that makes sense uh, because um, she has said that she plans on keeping her committees. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not going to be stripped of any committees. So that uh, that indicates that she's still going to be caucusing with the Democrats. Um, though she won't explicitly say Though that. she won't explicitly say she's caucusing with the Democrats. She worked out a deal with Schumer so she can keep all of her fucking right. uh, committee positions, meaning she's caucusing with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... So, firstly, I want to really quickly just say, like, this isn't, like, animosity because she, like, left our club. You know what I mean? Like, she left the Democratic Party, and, like, I don't really care in, like, that regard Mm -hmm. because she was constantly, like, thwarting the Democratic agenda anyway. Mm -hmm. So, it makes sense to leave the party that you're actively destroying. Mm -hmm. Um so but that's that's like not why it's news, right? Like it's not news because we're bitter. It's news because it potentially it potentially changes what the landscape of the Senate looks mm-hmm. like. Um and and then it, it's important to like point out, you know, she's leaving the party, but she's still going to be caucusing with the Democrats. So it seems like not really much is going to change. We also have two other independent senators in the um, in the Senate. We have Angus King from Maine, who's independent caucuses with the Democrats, and Bernie Sanders from Vermont, who's independent caucuses with the Democrats. So, so mm-hmm. in that regard, it doesn't really change much of the Senate, right? Like, what do you think this? What do you think this does to um, the fifty-one forty-nine Senate? Nothing. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it does anything to that. No, she's no, she's like well, literally nothing. I yeah. I think like it doesn't. You're absolutely right. It really just does absolutely nothing. It doesn't change. Um, like she's still gonna be voting the same way that she's voted before. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe with more spite towards the Democratic <laughs> right, Party yeah. potentially. But but for the most part, I think you're you. We still are good with confirming judges. Um, we're still going to be, you know, having the same re- reconciliation fights that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, there's, there's nothing really too much that's different. Um, we still have to court her vote or Manchin's vote. Um, I guess mm-hmm. having having a fifty one forty nine makes it easier to ignore one of them. Um, so yeah, now she's the auto ignore. <laughs> yeah, and and the the thing is that like, um, uh, Manchin's going to be if Manchin is running again. Um, he's going to be uh, trying to distance himself from the from the Democratic Party as well. Yeah. So the like the question is like like luckily for us, I think um, they tend to have like different things that they're like Mansion and Cinema have different um, priorities and different like reasons why they will ap- they will scuttle an entire agenda. Mm-hmm. Right. So as long as we tailor it to one <laughs> instead of the other, we should be good still. Let's hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I do. I that's you can it's it's a big vanity project because it doesn't it doesn't change like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think she said that she wanted uh, she she didn't want to be tethered to partisan politics 
and she mm-hmm. thought that we needed more bipartisanship. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a thin, I think that's a thin excuse as to why it was done. Yeah. Why do you think she left the Democratic Party? Uh, to increase or, or it all it's all based on the election yeah. her next election that's coming up in two years it's political aspirations yeah right? yeah so i mean i don't know if she it seems pretty sure she wasn't going to win the democratic nomination again so <laughs> why do you think that is it because polling <laughs> shows that uh democrats in arizona hate her yeah do you think that's it yeah for sure <laughs> um and though she's obviously not going to win as an independent if she runs third party mm-hmm. against a Democratic nominee and a Republican nominee, uh, should probably enjoy the opportunity to fuck things up for us, mm-hmm. which is something she probably sees it as, and the opportunity to fundraise and mm-hmm. get more money in her uh, campaign accounts. Yeah. And I, I would say, um, like, I think that that's probably right. Firstly, I think that she definitely left because she was going to lose a primary, right? Mm-hmm. That's, it's, that's why people do weird stuff. Uh, Mike Pence was going to lose a statewide election in Indiana. So he joined Trump's ticket, right? Mm -hmm. Like she she knows she, she's looked at numbers. She sees that she's incredibly unpopular in Arizona with Democrats. She's going to get trounced by whoever her Democrat, whoever her democratic uh, opponent would be in the primary. So she's deciding I'm just going to go ahead and skip that part, which Mm -hmm. to her credit is a good idea for her. Cause she, if she wants a career, this, if she wants a, a, like a continued career in the Senate, this is actually probably the way she should have done it. And like, I say that as someone who does not like Houston cinema yeah. at all, but like just self-preservation wise, this is smart. Mm-hmm. You not only uh, take it so you don't have to uh, participate in a primary that is, um, you know, not going to be friendly towards you, but you also put Dems in a bind because now the question is, do Democrats nominate a, uh, a, a, a Democrat for that Senate seat in 2024, knowing that she's going to already be there, have the incumbency bias or, or incumbency bonus towards her. And if you make it a three-way race with someone like Carrie Lake or like Blake Masters or like one of the... Uh, absolutely kooky characters that they have there. You put the Democrats in a position where it's like, do we want to put somebody in there, um, risk splitting the vote and getting Carrie Lake or Blake Masters elected to a six-year term in the Senate? Mm -hmm. Um, She definitely gave us that, like, you know, not fun choice. What do you think the Dems are going to do come 2024? I think they have to run somebody because it's Arizona and it's such a close state regardless. Like... Someone like Mark Kelly, who's very popular, it's Mm -hmm. still like, and just like a, I mean, like, he's not a guy you hate, I don't think. Like, he's a very likable guy and not crazy and not extreme or anything like that, but he's still, it's very close. Beat Blake Masters by four points. Exactly. Blake Masters, who absolutely has committed atrocities in another life. So Kirsten (laughs) Sinema's... unpopular with everybody yeah. pretty much yeah so i i think she was already gonna do poorly in a general mm-hmm. people aren't gonna be excited or enthused to go vote for her no um, uh, the, what the progressive activist base that got her elected that she immediately spat in the face of mm-hmm. when she the first time she got the chance no they're not gonna be excited to uh 
door knock or fucking make phone calls for Kirsten Cinema. Right. So I think you just you have to run someone because she's not going to win. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I, I think that that is I think that that's right. I, I think that um, Democrats have to run somebody like you just have to. Um, I I think that there is definitely a possibility that the split that will happen in that three way race won't split in necessarily a detrimental way to towards Democrats, mm-hmm. seeing as so many Democrats don't like Kirsten Cinema. I think you might actually see Republicans split, especially if someone like Carrie Lake or Blake Masters is nominated. Mm-hmm. You might see Repu- like moderate Republicans be like, we'll just go for Kirsten Cinema because we can't go it's similar to like how some Repub- like Republicans voted for Raphael Warnock rather than uh, Herschel Walker because they just truly couldn't stomach voting for <laughs> for Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you might see that um, for Republicans in Arizona as well, where they may cast a vote for Kirsten Cinema um, in this in an attempt to be like we're not voting for the Democrat, but we don't you know we just can't vote for Blake Masters who is low key has the whole vibe of a killer. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't think that like they'll, I don't think Democrats will run a very, like very progressive candidate in that. Right. Like I don't, I I would think they'd be a little more moderate on the democratic side than, you know, maybe other places. I don't don't know. Last time they did that, they got Kirsten. (laughs) Right. But yeah, like what I'm saying is, um, you're going to get someone, you're going to get someone similar to Mark Kelly. Yeah. Like exactly. people like Mark Kelly, you're going to get someone with a similar like political ideology to Mark Kelly, someone who is um who is like, you know, seen who's seen as uh, you know, someone who fits Arizona who, that is shifting shifting blue, but not like like California blue right now, more like Pennsylvania blue. Mm-hmm. So that that said, you know, I want a progressive as fuck candidate and mm-hmm. I think that I think that you can get that and still have that in like a package that fits Arizona. Um, I think you can still have like a very like a very progressive candidate that just talks about important shit that like uh, is important to Arizonans. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm I I think I think that uh, Democrats are going to run someone. I do hope they run someone who is uh, (laughs) not going to openly uh destroy the uh (laughs) democratic or biden agenda um in the way that like these other centrists have Mm -hmm. um let's see let's see let's see how oh i guess we already kind of did that how does it impact her election in 2024 that's literally what we were just talking about yeah um (laughs) i fucked up uh on the on the outline and just talked about it without uh, getting there um my bad on that um (laughs) Literally <laughs> no reason to apologize. None. None. I think so so I'm wondering like she says that she doesn't have like White House aspirations. Mm-hmm. And I'm really wondering how much of that is true because like she's a fucking, you know, a narcissist senator. Mm-hmm. That they all think that they should be the president. <laughs> every every senator for for every senator to a degree is like, you know what? I'd be pretty good at running the country. I uh, I do you think that there's any chance that we see her not um not run for her uh current seat in the Senate and actually mount some sort of presidential campaign either mm-hmm. on the de- either uh 
on the uh, Democratic ticket or uh, just as like an independent like spoiler. Campaign. So so she's Tulsi. Is that the thing? She, I mean, is she? <laughs> yeah. Is she Tulsi? Mm, pretty much. probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is she Joe Lieberman? <laughs> is she is Kirsten Cinema Joe Lieberman? By the way, we, we I've shown you this, but there's a great clip of Kirsten Cinema uh, shit talking Joe Lieberman at some sort of event uh, because he is you know going out of his way to scuttle the Democratic agenda or whatever, and it's just like, wow, you must hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Old you really hates current you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I do wonder about like you know whether or not she thinks yeah like oh maybe see, I maybe it's time for me to be the president. See, I think I think her whole deal is way more about money than it is yeah. about like that. Um, <laughs> true, so, true, true. So I think this is more so about gaining connections and uh, campaign donations that can be converted yeah. and blah, 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 you yeah. know like just like a she bunch unlocked of like that. She unlocked like a bunch of like right-wing money essentially like like uh, like democratic donors have been fucking furious at her throughout the entirety of the time joe biden has been president so uh it stands to make sense that like she's gonna get a an influx of that right-wing cash to Mm -hmm. keep her afloat and to be like keep fucking up his agenda and making Mm -hmm. making things worse go ahead keep doing it absolutely yeah but yeah we'll we'll keep you on we'll we'll be doing cinema watch um for the next couple of years to just see what she's got what she's got going on and Mm -hmm. how she can get there and how can she can get there in the loudest way possible (laughs) 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 um uh, speaking of democratic party let's let's move on to our next topic which is the primary order is changing so if you've been a listener you know Terrence talked about this a lot if you've been a listener you know how angry I am that Iowa gets to go first <laughs> because one it's a caucus and two it's super white and I'm I don't think that we should be letting like just an almost like like just almost entirely white uh, voter base choose the Democratic candidate since the Democratic voter base is not genuine, like not just a like white, <laughs> like, like like that's not who the that's not who the the Democratic voter base is. Um, so uh, things are a ch ch changing. So so before we get into what specific changes they are trying to make, or or they have proposed to make, they have not. No no changes have been made yet. Uh, this is stuff that's being worked out via um, DNC meetings and stuff like that. And they're going to have to vote on it. And then after they vote on it, there's still going to be more like fucking th- because Iowa has like a law that says they have to. They, <laughs> Iowa has a state law that's like we go first. Yeah. It's as if you let like a nine year old pick a law <laughs> and they're like, well, the, the law is I stay important forever. <laughs> I get to go first and do whatever I want. You all have to listen to me. Um but right now, so so what do you what do you think of the importance like like what do you think do you think it's important that the that the uh, order changes yeah and and why uh, because <laughs> all right non seriously <laughs> I think um, we don't need 
uh, all of our candidates going to the Iowa State Fair and eating butter sculptures oh my God. to try to fucking court these goddamn lunatics. <laughs> fucking Pete Buttigieg's just chowing down on all of the butter and corn he can mm. fucking get his hands on. And, like, every every presidential candidate having to, like, swear a blood oath to ethanol. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, that needs to stop immediately. So there's that. And it's also just, like, it's <coughs> a really important, I think, momentum thing. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, it makes it more difficult for diverse candidates to get a good start because yeah. uh, they're going to do poorly in Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... So I think I think that's the important reason. Yeah, I think it's also important to. Um, yeah, I, I I think that you're right. I think that um, <laughs> the Iowa State Fair is a problem, and we need to deal with that. <laughs> um, I, I I think that I think that it does come with like a giant momentum boost. Mm-hmm. It it. Um, I mean, like, I know it didn't help Pete, but like it sort of helped Pete. I mean, yeah, it helped Pete until South Carolina happened. And then Pete couldn't be helped. Mm-hmm. No one could be helped. Um, but I, I think that I think that you're right. Like it's just there, there, there need there needs to be a a different voter base that that gets that gives that momentum. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I think that I think that Iowa's done it for far too long, and I think that it's not like personally. I think they should have like a commission that like every every election cycle. Uh, like, I don't think it should necessarily change every election cycle, but it should change pretty frequently, yeah. right? Like, who goes first should change pretty frequently. Firstly, uh, another reason Iowa should stop going first is because Democrats keep losing Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's like not a battleground state it's not a battleground state anymore. It is a red state. Iowa is a absolute red state now. Democrats should stop giving so much preferential treatment to a state that truly just is not going to be in their corner anytime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's stop doing that. And and I think that it's important that we try to we try to win every state, right? We should go out and try to win every state, but that doesn't mean that we need to keep sucking up to Iowa and mm-hmm. like being like, you get to go first. Lots and- of money spent in Iowa. Lots so much money. money spent in Iowa. So much money spent in Iowa. Um yeah. So they're um currently right now, um what the Proposal that was made by President Biden, surprise, surprise, he wants South Carolina first. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina, if you remember, saved his campaign and is arguably the only reason he is the president right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just absolutely, uh, his campaign was was on life support before it arrived in South Carolina, where people of color lived, uh, like where black people lived, rather, um, and voted for him on mass um I, I have a radical question yes please why not just do them all at the same time because then it's not a <laughs> because then no one is going to no one will visit any of the other you'll go right to california you'll go to florida you'll go to new york you will you will avoid like but it's just some of like these a general like election why yeah. like so <laughs> I'm I'm telling you what the reasoning behind why people are going to say don't do that will be. Organizers will say no one will take like organizers in different states will be like no one's going to pay like we there will be no money for operations here because they will be uh 
doing everything they can to operate in the giantest of markets to get that vote share um, and let the chips fall in other places where they may. Yeah, just like happens during the general. <laughs> I, I'm just that's that's the reasoning behind it. I'll just say that that's the reasoning behind it. I think we should do them all once, then people don't make their decision based on who won the last one. That's I will say that is kind of annoying. Yeah, like I will say that is kind of annoying. Where there's like, oh, that you won the last one? Hell yeah! I think th- then I think you're the winner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why. Like, vote for the person you think will do the best job. Stop mm-hmm. being... But, but yeah. And then we probably get less than 12 uh, debates, which would be fabulous. <laughs> so you're, you're uh, doing... Your thought process is really just, like, how can I not have to mainline all of this at once? Is there oh, any way no, I can get I, less of this? I mean, you'd still have to, you know... Still have to mainline it, but, like, <laughs> it's less spread out. <laughs> Uh, the what it looks like right now, the proposal um, from um, the president is that South Carolina would go first, um, holding its primary on. And this is uh, an article from The New York Times. Um, according to sorry, quote, according to the proposal recommended by Mr. Biden and adopted by the party's rules and bylaws committee. South Carolina would now go first, holding its primary on February 3rd, 2024. Three days later, which I have various questions about. Three days later, Nevada and New Hampshire would follow. Um, Nevada uh, and New Hampshire would follow. Uh, Georgians would vote next February 17th, uh, sorry, February 13th. And then Michiganders on February 27th. Um, <laughs> I feel like, firstly, I don't think if we're, if we want to give South Carolina as much influence as we, as we had pr- given Iowa in the previous years, I think that uh, the next primary shouldn't be held three days later. That's you, a lot. That's you, a lot of, right? That seemed like a lot in February. It's a it's a lot in well it's like there it's like five but or mm-hmm. five or six. But my my problem is you don't get that you don't get that like momentum shift mm-hmm. if you win and then there's an election three days later. Well, I don't know. Do you? It's no. really fresh in the mind then. It's really <laughs> like, damn! I just heard about this guy winning yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't like that. I think it. I think there should be no more time t- for a debate in between, which is great. <laughs> no, it's not great. That's actually bad. <laughs> That's not good. You, you, I know you don't like them, but debates are kind of important. Are they? I mean, it, for us, yeah. I would love. I very much would like. Yeah, how much fun did we have watching all these Dems de- Dems uh, debates with uh, the Senate, uh, the PA Senate, and PA Gov? Uh, candidates. Oh, how much fun! We loved it. So I mean, we didn't watch anything for PA Gov for Dems. We did see a clown car of stupidity for <laughs> Republicans. Yeah. Um, Dems were just like, we're just giving it to Shapiro. We're not going to play games today. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Smart. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out. Um, what did you? Uh, I hang on a second. What do you think about that? Um, that proposed order having South Carolina, then Nevada and uh, New Hampshire, then followed that up with Georgia, then followed that up with Michigan. I don't think, um, I think that's a good variety, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I don't think any one of those states is very representative of the rest of the country or like, I don't know. 
What do you mean? The, what do you, how's it not refer? What? What? Makes I think it in combination, not, it kind of is, but like, I don't what know. makes like what state do you think is representative of the entire country? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> North <Sorry>. Carolina. <laughs> Wait, why North Carolina? <laughs> South Carolina. I feel like North Carolina is a little more right leaning. No, it's not. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, it, it will. What do you mean? I it's think more South Carolina is a little more right leaning. South Carolina is more right leaning, but not the Democratic voters there. Right. <laughs> like. I don't know. I, I, I'm no. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just Get trying it. to. I'm just trying to. I don't know. Figure figure out what you're talking about. I I I don't. Sorry, God. I guess Nevada is a battleground state, but the other two really aren't, right? Well, George. Well, Georgia well, is. Yeah, I, Michigan I is. I I stopped at the first three. Um, okay. <laughs> New Hampshire. So New Hampshire isn't in the sense that it keeps going for Democrats in presidential election years. But I would I think you could absolutely classify New Hampshire as a battleground. Um, it's it uh, it's been pretty close. They elect um, Republican governors. Kristen Nunu, I believe, is their Republican governor. That's incredibly popular. Um, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't say that New Hampshire's. Not about I like they Maggie Hassan won by ten because they nominated some dumb uh you know right wing dipshit to, to to try to take her seat. Uh but I, I think that those states also you're not likely to get a very progressive candidate winning. Which state? Just all of them. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that, that is fair. Like um, Joe Biden probably would have done great on that slate right like, yeah that's yeah. why joe biden has just des- yeah. has decided that those should be the ones to go first he's like i'm because fucking he's like, getting reelected you're not gonna challenge me in he's the like primary? where am i doing good <laughs> so i think those places should really go first um yeah i, I think that that's very fair mm-hmm. um that it, it like some of these states it's like where are you gonna get like a really progressive uh candidate for president win out of that um, I mean, New Nevada just, uh, I believe, uh, in twenty twenty, gave their delegates to Bernie Sanders, right? No, right? I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I, I do think that, um, you know, there are potential uh, possibilities for that. I, I mm-hmm. think that there are, um, but. I, I definitely I take a, that point that, like, if you're looking at, like, Michigan, they're probably not going for the most progressive candidate, but rather the, um, you know, like, most, like, union-friendly candidate. Like, I think that you – I think that for the certain states you put up there, like, you put for – you put Michigan for, like, um, a big population center in Detroit and a big union-backing uh, state. Georgia, big population center in, in Atlanta – um, New Hampshire is like retail politics. It's very small, so you have to go like door to door or whatever. So you keep that like thing that they that they lauded Iowa for, but you you keep that with New Hampshire. Um, like like there, I think uh, like Nevada has like a higher Latino public. Like mm-hmm. there there are different like like you said different groups that are like within the states that were picked. Mm-hmm. So I think that that definitely had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't know. I, I I definitely think it's interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see where. Um, I think it's definitely an improvement. Oh yes. Like yeah. Oh absolutely. I think that's I think that's a no brainer. I think it's definitely an improvement. 
upon um, what we had previously, which was a couple of states going first that are just not representative at all so of the Democratic Party. So now these states would have their primaries on different nights for different parties, right? Like that. That is something that also needs to be worked right. out. Yes. That's a problem. Oh yeah. That's a big problem. Mhm. Mhm. I agree. Um that is going to be a very confusing thing that needs to be dealt with. Uh by the way, yes, it took me a bit. Uh but it looks like it took me a bit. I was doing it while talking, so I sounded super slow and crazy um uh bernie sanders won nevada uh he won the uh, delegates from nevada and he tied with Buttigieg for um new New hampshire Hampshire. i think technically he won new hampshire but he and Buttigieg left with the same amount of delegates Mm -hmm. um so uh, i would argue he's a pretty progressive candidate Mm -hmm. and did pretty well in those uh but but yeah I uh I think that I think that I like what they have thus far. I wish it was spaced out a little bit more. I don't like South Carolina happening and then three days later something else happening because I don't think you get that bump from South Carolina with that like in with, with that happening. Um, that's not a long enough news cycle, I think. But I'm definitely interested in seeing like the final proposal and how you deal with state legislatures that are like, no, we get to go first. Like, do you think the the Republican governor of Iowa is going to help uh, the Democrats not have Iowa go first? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's definitely val- going to be valid concerns from state officials on having primaries on different nights. Yeah. Like, yep. that's... I, I think that, the, yes, I think there are going to be valid concerns on that, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, this is a, this is a very confusing at like like i think the problem is like the the parties are like i guess in a way private clubs Mm -hmm. but they use state infrastructure to put on um these primaries yeah so it's like you do still have to work with the state uh with the state uh legislatures and the governors to figure out how to do that so it's just needlessly incredibly complicated Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of just being like we'll use our vast amount of money to do it like but then you don't want the private club running the running the thing because then you're like oh we can't trust anything that comes out of that so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of hoops to jump through mm-hmm. so we'll see how that all shakes out absolutely and we're going to end today with a have you heard about this this is a segment where um we one of us reads an article to the other person um sometimes it's audio uh and the other person does not know anything about it. So in this instance, Katrina will be reading an article to me, which I have uh, hopefully not heard before. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, This is from the AP from December 1st, uh, Concord, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. This is a a short one. Good. Uh, Headline, a joke, quote, quote, a joke, unquote. Mm -hmm. Man charged after fake ad draws calls to candidate. A New Hampshire man is accused of posting a fake Craigslist ad for a free trailer with a legislative candidate's number on the day of the election. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) He posted a Craigslist ad. Yeah. For like a free trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, And And then put put, a candidate's number as the contact info? The day of the election. (laughs) The day of the election. Oh my God. Uh, later telling investigators he meant it to be a joke after a flood of unwanted calls and texts jammed up the candidate's cell phone. 
Good thing they weren't busy that day. <laughs> Michael Druin, 30, of Merrimack, was indicted on a felony charge of interference with election communications. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yep. <laughs> felony charge. That's a felony? It's a felony because he did a... Cr- now, now I'm... Oh, now I need to hear more. I'm interested. I don't have a ton of details. It's Damn a short it. article. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the state attorney general's office said Wednesday, the charges related to an April 2021 special election in Merrimack to replace Republican New Hampshire House Speaker Dick Hink, who died of COVID-19 in December 2020. Thank you for not stopping and finishing the sentence because I was about to go ham on Dick Hink. <laughs> Before finding out that they have passed away due to COVID. So thank you for reading that fully before I made a fool of myself. The candidate Bill Boyd, a Republican who went on to win, turned off his phone after receiving more than 70, 37 <laughs> phone calls or text messages in 45 minutes on, on the morning of the election, prosecutors say. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that. And I'm like, oh, how do I get how do I do that to somebody? Easy, apparently. <laughs> but you're going to go to jail. <laughs> I guess I'll go to prison, but like, will I go to prison if I... Okay, this is for... I'll take this answer off the air Um, for anybody who knows stuff about like cyber stuff. Like for example, cyber, exa- cyber stuff. stuff, cyber crime stuff, like real like Mike Lindell level knowledge of <laughs> of cyber crimes. Um, like if I if I do this at the library, can they catch me? <laughs> if I go to the public library and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna give you this free couch, and then I like put Joe Gale's number in there or Sean Gale, they're like the same person. Uh, they probably have the same number. They probably have the same number. If I put their number in there from the library, am I good? And I'll take that answer off the air. If anybody knows, just go ahead and privately message me. Uh, and don't. And just so we know, this is all a joke, and I'm not actually <laughs> contemplating doing this at all. So, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's pretty much it. There's just a, the complaint. A complaint was filed that day by the executive director for the New Hampshire Republican Party. <laughs> I love that. I, I look. I'm against election interference. <laughs> I think it's bad when either side does it. Uh, And, you know, both sides are bad, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's true. Um, (laughs) I think this is very funny, and I would love to do this to a politician that I didn't like. If I found out that Doug Mastriano got 700 million calls on his personal (laughs) cell phone on the same day that he lost by 13 points to Josh Shapiro, I would lose my mind laughing. So I've uh, I've Googled the individual to see if I could get some more information. They're 30. Could you tell me when their birthday is? <laughs> there's, a li- there's a little more here mm-hmm. uh, in this other article I found. So I'll continue. Um, it's the same article up until this point. Okay. Uh, Druin, who was a registered uh, Democrat and voted in the election, is accused of knowingly blocking access to Boyd's communication equipment with the intent of interfering with campaign activity. That's so funny. Uh, it's bad, but it's so funny. I just wonder if day <laughs> of the election is that helpful. But yeah, yeah. And very to, annoying. Definitely a nuisance. To be fair, you should have been doing a lot of that prep well, well, well before. I would say that I do think that there are some campaigns that like 
will help like elderly people get to the polls on election yeah, day. Just usually not from the candidate's phone. Usually number. not from the candidate's <laughs> phone number. That's why I don't think this is too bad. Yeah. I think it's very funny. Um, but um I <laughs> He didn't he hasn't immediately responded to com uh, messages seeking comment. Uh quote, it was a joke. I meant no harm, he told investigators in October twenty one. Uh, according to an affidavit, he said he wasn't sure why he had chosen the date of the election, <laughs> saying it was bad timing. I will admit, I may have made a mistake on this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, God. Boyd told investigators around the same time that he knew of Druin through local organizations and had received a Facebook friend request from him. <laughs> uh, Boyd said he received a message from Druin saying he had pranked him. That it was terrible timing and that he'd like to take him to lunch to apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I did this really funny prank, but um, I can see now that the time was not great for you. <laughs> You're pretty busy on that day. That was my bad. Do you want to get a pizza together? <laughs> the charge carries a penalty of three to seven years in prison and a fine of up to $2,000. Anyone convicted of a willful violation of the state's election laws loses their right to vote in New Hampshire. No. So that's that's more more of article for you. I three to seven years. Can you imagine? I hope very much that this person does not get punished. <laughs> <laughs> End of thought. End of thought. I hope this person gets off scot free. It definitely seems a little extreme for like yeah yeah 37 calls how much how long three to seven years see like there are people that stormed the Capitol that didn't get that (laughs) right and this guy all he did was put up a funny craigslist ad Mm -hmm. so like i don't know i'd argue i'd argue the people who physically entered the Capitol (laughs) did more to disrupt an election absolutely than like the guy who was like here's a trailer call this number (laughs) i do think it is very funny yeah i get that it's not okay (laughs) and i guess i understand why it's illegal it doesn't make it less funny to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it's very funny i I just i don't know phone pranks make me laugh (laughs) reminds you of childhood right phone pranks make me very like they make me laugh so hard like I don't know if I found out that the if I found out that the Mastriano campaign like tied up Josh Shapiro's like phone or or, like ordered like 500 pizzas and sent it to campaign headquarters. Mm -hmm. I would laugh so fucking hard. (laughs) I would think that'd be pretty funny. Um, Yeah, I get that. I'm I'm pretty biased on this. I don't think this person (laughs) should get any trouble. Ah, man. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Please check out the um, Facebook page and check out the podcast on whatever platform you like to use to check out podcasts and tell your friends about it and leave reviews and comments and all that jazz. Katrina, we were on another podcast recently, right? Mm -hmm. We were Mm -hmm. on Bill Bill Russell's podcast. (laughs) 
I didn't know how much engagement you were looking for here. This was like a call and response. Yeah, this is a call and response. Were we on another? <laughs> we were on another podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Terrain. <laughs> Do you remember what it's called? Okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Yes, it's okay, yeah, let's talk about which is, I, I think I, in, during the episode, called it okay, yeah, let's talk about it, which is not correct. Yeah. And oops. And I'm sorry, Bill. I'm very sorry that I misnamed your podcast on your podcast. That's a that's a that's a, that's an offense that I think should w- warrant the penalty that that other person is facing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were on that, which it is out on YouTube. Uh, so please go check that out, or it's on Spotify. If Spotify does video podcasts now, so you could watch it there. And if you listen to it there, that's cool too. But don't tell Bill that. He did a lot of work doing a bunch of um, sight gags. <laughs> uh, and they're all very funny. And you will see Ted Cruz's face a lot during the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, go check that out and uh, leave comments on that and say that we sent you. Uh, and then maybe he'll let us back on. That'll be cool. Um, but that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. And until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>